It's the biggest trade of the Farhan Zaidi era by far. And probably even going back before that, this is the biggest trade for the Giants in a long time. They acquire 2021 Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray coming off Tommy John surgery last year. But they give up just Mitch Hanniger and Anthony DiScofani and a little bit of cash in this deal. We'll break it down from all angles next. You are locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide episodes three days a week for now, back to five when pitchers and catchers report, and then five days a week, 10 months out of the year, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already. Please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And coming up on today's show, we have something to talk about. The Giants made a move. They made a very significant and interesting trade today, acquiring Robbie Ray, the 2021 American League Cy Young Award winner, who. Uh, became a free agent that same year that Kevin Gosman became a free agent. They both signed nearly identical deals at that time. The uh, Gosman with the Blue Jays and Ray with the Seattle Mariners. Now, things have gone much better for Gosman in Toronto than they have for uh, Robbie Ray in Seattle. Uh, Robbie Ray in his first year in Seattle kind of struggled a little bit, but was was a workhorse and when I say struggled, I mean he had a 3.71 ERA, so that's not really struggling. But then last season, 2023, he literally made one start. It wasn't good, and then he went down with Tommy John surgery. I don't know exactly the date uh, when he had the surgery. I think, anyway, the date doesn't matter. What's important to note is that the Giants have indicated that they think he'll be ready to come back after the 2024 All-Star break. And so this is not a guy that you're going to be relying on for the full season. But what's important about this is that he is signed through the 2026 season. He does have an opt-out. Always the opt-out, right? <laughs> he does have an opt-out after this year. But I would argue that he's unlikely to opt-out given that he will turn 33 on October 1st, so he'd be entering his age 33 season, and he won't have pitched nearly a full season. And then guys are not always at their best uh, coming off of Tommy John immediately. It does take some time for them to get back to that level. But so he'd be, he's owed $23 million this season. He's owed $25 million in each of the next two years. So basically, the opt-out, he would be opting out of two years and $50 million after 2024. He has that right, but I don't think he will. But it, even if he does, I like this trade for the Giants. What they gave up here 
was Mitch Haniger and Anthony DiScofani. And I think that I was saying this privately. Um, if you polled Giants fans and said, what, like, what are your thoughts and feelings on Mitch Haniger? What are your thoughts and feelings on Anthony DiScofani? I think you'd get two thumbs down based on the recent performance. I mean, DiScofani was really good in 2021, but that feels longer and longer ago. Um, and that three year deal seems like, you know, feels to Giants fans and to me like it was a mistake. You know, it hasn't worked out well. We'll get to the numbers on on Discofani. I'll have to shift over to the Mariners uh, page to pull him up. Um, and then with Mitch Haniger, it's kind of the same deal. And there was a log jam in the outfield once they acquired Jung-Hoo Lee. And, you know, it just the, the Giants had a lot of outfielders. Haniger had a miserable 2023 season. Um, uncharacteristically. I mean, the guy was good prior to 2023, injury prone, and he was injured. He he was injured to start the year, and then he, you know, and flukishly got hit in the arm by a pitch and fractured a bone and missed time with that too. But these are two players who were not performing well for the Giants. And projecting ahead to 2024, nobody felt all that excited. Like, if you felt excited about Di Scalfani, or Haniger going into 2024, then you are among a select few group of highly optimistic Giants fans. And so in exchange, you're getting a guy who won the Cy Young Award just a couple of years ago. And the money in 2024 is completely uh, cash neutral. So the Giants basically disposed of two players who not only weren't performing well, but were kind of clogging up the roster in positions where they, uh, you know, like with Haniger, there was just too many outfielders. Suddenly you're looking at platooning Haniger. You know, a lot of, there was a lot of talk about platooning Haniger and Conforto, but that's an expensive platoon. And those are guys that don't necessarily need to be platooned, but it was kind of the only way to make them fit on the roster together. And obviously they're established major leaguers and they were going to be on the roster regardless. So to shed yourselves of Di Scalfani, who was owed uh, just one more year, he was owed tw uh, $12 million for 2024. And then he's set to be a free agent after the season. And Hanniger, who uh, it looks like, is owed $17 million in 2024, and then he can opt out. And as with Robbie Ray, but for different reasons, I'm suspicious of him opting out. I mean, when when Hanniger was on the Giants just yesterday, I would have told you, ooh, you know, it would take a really, really good season for Hanniger to opt out um, of the 2025 guarantee which is 15.5 million dollars with a buyout of um uh i'm not sure that there actually is a buyout on that option as i kind of scroll through but so it's cash neutral this year so that the uh discofani and hanniger are combining to earn 29 million dollars which means that uh robbie ray with his salary of uh, 20, gosh, I'm all over the, I got so many tabs open on this one. Um, Robbie Ray with his salary of what is it? $23 million 
for 2024, the Giants are paying $6 million to the Mariners. So it's effectively like for 2024, you're just swapping out Hanniger and DiScofani for Robbie Ray. But in exchange, you're also getting those two additional seasons and not paying Mitch Hanniger if Hanniger opts in, uh, which he likely will, and that is for $15.5 million. So you kind of take Robbie Ray's salary of 25 and subtract 15.5 from it. And so you're effectively paying about um, t- uh, $10 million or 9.5 for Robbie Ray in 2025. And then there's one more year at 25 million. Anyway, I just I just think this trade makes it makes sense for both teams. I understand it from the Mariners perspective. It kind of makes them you know, cuz Robbie Ray is going to miss half the year. And so they get two quote-unquote healthy players even though Haniger and uh Discofani have struggled with health in exchange, you know, in 2024 it kind of makes them better, but for the Giants there's just so much more upside and uh I don't know. You get a guy who recently won a Cy Young award. Uh, who I'm not promising that kind of production moving forward, but at the same time, it's a it's an upgrade over what what you were likely to get from Hanniger and DiScalfani, no doubt. So coming up in just a minute, more about this trade, more about what the Giants must do next, and how you know with Cobb being out to start the year, Ray being out to start the year, this can't be it. And it's probably almost certainly not it for the Giants. So we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event, whether it's the Giants at Oracle Park or on the road or whatever, the theater, whatever it may be, it shouldn't be stressful because these events are supposed to be fun. So why is the ticket buying experience usually so stressful? Well, it doesn't have to be any more Thanks to game time. One of my favorite things is images of seat views, because if I'm going to a new venue, I need to know what does it look like? If you show me a two dimensional map, how am I supposed to know like how high up is this level? You know, if I'm going to a new stadium that I haven't been to, absolutely kind of a deal breaker, but game time has the solution. You also get the game time guarantee, which means if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Anywhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference, so you always get the best price. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, as promised, more about this fascinating trade uh, for the Giants today that, um, to me, like I was all all in on optimism about this trade, and then Farhan Zaidi met with the media, and there was a concerning line in there. So I also want to get to this concerning line, or, or just kind of a tweet by Alex Pavlovich, I should say, you know, the free agent market hasn't changed. It's still tied up and log jammed and there, you know, there's a lot of names still out there. And so it's, you know, and the Giants financial situation for 2024 didn't change a lick. Like, like we said, it's cash neutral for 2024. So 
where do they go from here? Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers next week or over the weekend, if anything happens, I'm optimistic now that things actually are can happen. It's just been such a slow off season. But you know, more reaction to this trade, the quotes uh, by the front office and and whoever else about this trade. Uh, we will have that for you next week. And you know the the. Uh, Shota Imanaga's posting window is closing next week. So, you know, he's a target of the Giants and reported to be, the Giants are reported to be potentially a finalist for him. So we'll get into all of that coming up next week. And we have a bunch of mailbag questions. So anyway, yes. So the, the concerning tweet that I'm referring to is from Alex Pavlovich, who says, Farhan Zaidi said... The Giants will continue to look to add uh, add to starting staff, either in free agency or trade, although he doesn't sound as focused on top of market. He said Giants view Robbie Ray as an ideal number two to Logan Webb at top of rotation when he's back. And so for me, that just sets off all, kind of alar- all kinds of alarm bells uh, because First of all, he's not going to be pitching for half the season. And so you're going to, you can't wait until after the All Star break to have that ideal number two behind Logan Webb. I guess you can, but it's uh, not going to put you in a great position to have success as a team in the season. Because right now, Alex Cobb is also going to miss some time to start the year. I still haven't figured out based on reporting when exactly Cobb is expected to be back. There's been kind of mixed messaging or like the language hasn't been clear about exactly when they expect Cobb to be back. But as of right now, I was asked this question in a mailbag episode just yesterday. Who's the number two? Who starts the second game of the season for the Giants as of right now? And my answer was Kyle Harrison, who is he's made what, like five, four starts in his career. I don't, I don't know exactly, but he, not a lot. Um, he was certainly a rookie last season, and he may even still have his rookie status going into 2024. So what it looks like now with the subtraction of Di Scofani, I think it looks a lot better because you had kind of both Stripling and Di Scofani clogging up a spot in that projected rotation despite really poor performance last season overall. And... So what it looks like, though, right now is Logan Webb obviously at the top and then a mixture of Kyle Harrison, young guys, Keaton Wynn, Tristan Beck, Ross Stripling. And then, you know, that's about it. You've got Sean Jelly also in the mix. And of course, you've got now Alex Cobb and Robbie Ray on the injured list. Now, if you start thinking about the second half and you start thinking you've got Logan Webb, you've got Robbie Ray, and you've got Alex Cobb, I mean, that's a pretty darn good one through three. That's That would be a pretty darn solid uh, playoff rotation. But at the same time, it's cash neutral for 2024. So if you go out there and sign whoever it is, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Shota Imanaga, like, and add that to this, then that makes a world of difference, especially in the second half. I just think, I just cannot envision that they go into the season with that being the group. At the same time, you know, I like 
there's a lot of youth and and intrigue there for me when we're talking about Harrison, Keaton Wynn, and Tristan Beck. And Logan Webb is still young himself. I mean, he's he's younger than Tristan Beck even. So, um, you know, I, I don't hate that group of pitchers. It's just kind of potentially not great. Uh, but there it, it, there is a lot of youth and upside. But to me, the Giants must add starting pitching. Like you, you can't just rely on three young guys who, I mean, Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck, like didn't really get legit opportunities to consistently start last year. And so you're suddenly just going to throw two young unproven guys into the fire like that, along with Kyle Harrison, who also, you know, just not a lot of major league experience there. Uh, I just don't see them not adding starting pitching. And so this could be just kind of a posturing thing. You know, the, obviously with the market being what it is, Scott Boris with Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, I don't know exactly the status of uh, Shota Imanaga and and where he's going to an, uh, end up signing. But, you know, for the Giants to say this, it doesn't necessarily mean anything because you're not going to, uh, project out there a sense of desperation to add starting pitching. But to me, like acquiring a guy who's not going to be available until after the all-star break, who's coming off major elbow surgery, uh, that's not the solution for next year. It is a help for the second half of next year and for 2025 and 2026, most likely assuming Robbie Ray does not opt out. And by the way, I'll take this moment to say, even if he opts out, I already answered that. Like, I consider it a win for the Giants because basically, if Robbie Ray were to opt out, what did you give up here? You gave up Anthony DiScofani and Mitch Hanniger, who is owed money for 2025. And so, if Robbie Ray were to opt out, essentially all you've done is shed yourself of the obligation you had to Mitch Hanniger that you probably didn't want anymore anyway. I mean, Certainly fans would say we didn't want that uh, extra year for Mitch Hanniger to be on the books going into 2025. And so even if Ray were to opt out, it's still a win for the Giants. And if he opts in, it's not necessarily because he didn't pitch well. It, It could have a lot to do with just age and a lack of innings in 2024. And so... I don't know. Let's talk a little bit more about Robbie Ray himself. Like, who is Robbie Ray? He he was with the Arizona Diamondbacks for a long time. And, and he was a guy, you know, he reminds me of Blake Snell in a lot of ways. He had a lot of years there where he was just a high strikeout guy, but also a high walk guy. Um, but he went to Toronto. He was traded to Toronto. I think he, he was traded for Travis Bergen, who was like a former Rule 5 pick of the Giants and uh, ended up winning the Cy Young Award. I, I think he was traded mid-season 2020, and then they the Blue Jays signed him to a one-year deal, and then he ended up winning the Cy Young Award. Uh, he continued his strikeout ways, but he just honed in the walks big time and ended up with a 2.84 ERA over 193 and a third innings and won the American League Cy Young Award and parlayed that into a five-year, $115 million deal with that opt-out with Seattle. And like I said, that same offseason, Kevin Gosman goes to the Blue Jays and uh, got a similar deal. So anyway, you're, 
you know, you could make the case like, hey, maybe you should have just signed Gosman and you could have avoided all, you know, and not signed Hanniger and not signed uh, Di Scalfani, who was signed that same offseason that they didn't sign Gosman. So, yes, like the Giants aren't perfect. And the this kind of, I mean, I don't know, it doesn't make up for mistakes or anything like that. But I just, I personally viewed this as a slam dunk kind of trade for the Giants. And that I, I also understand it from Seattle's perspective. But there's just, I, I just don't see a lot of downside for the Giants unless Robbie Ray just comes back and, and stinks like the whole time. But I wouldn't necessarily anticipate that given that he's been a pretty darn good starting pitcher when healthy, especially recently, a la, you know, winning the Cy Young Award. So we will get into the the kind of numbers for Robbie Ray and also where the Giants are at payroll wise and what kind of moves do I anticipate them making uh, as the offseason continues here? Because this trade doesn't change a thing when it comes to what 2024 was looking like and what the rest of the offseason, like everything I've said about what I expect from the Giants for the rest of the offseason hasn't changed a lick because it, because this is a cash neutral deal. Uh, uh, the finances for the Giants remain exactly the same. You've just brought in a guy who won a recent Cy Young award in exchange for DiScofani and Hanniger. Yes, somehow. So anyway, we'll get into that in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our extremely good friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can bet on anything, including the uh, 49ers, who are a lot of fun to watch, certainly, and have clinched that number one seed, and their upcoming game is at home against Los Angeles, the hated Los Angeles Rams, and the Niners are favored at minus 215, but it doesn't matter. Win or lose, you place that $5 bet at fanduel.com slash locked on, and you take home 150 in bonus bets. So make uh, your first bet a layup at fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, as promised, more about this this trade and about what are they getting in Robbie Ray? What kind of pitcher is Robbie Ray? What are some of the recent numbers um, before he went down and, and needed this Tommy John? Where are the Giants financially? Like I said, it hasn't changed. And what do I expect from them? Has this changed what I expect them to do? I made the case on Twitter that due to the fact that Ray will miss half the season it sounds like and Alex Cobb will miss time I from what I understand like at least a month maybe two uh to start the season and so the state of their rotation is like uh you need to add starting pitching and they're still starting pitching out there so yeah but before we get into that I mean Robbie Ray the the kind of numbers let's just talk about the last three seasons obviously he didn't he he made one start in 2023 but over the last three years, counting 2023, um, he's made 65 starts and has an ERA of 3.31, 3 
with a strikeout rate of 29.5%. So league average is is like around 22, 23%. And so he is a strikeout guy. And in those two years, his the Cy Young Award winning year in, in Toronto and then the next year in Seattle, he maintained like a much better command of the strike zone. And so that walk rate was just 7.6% over those two years combined. And he was also just tough to hit with a 277 average on balls in play against him. And when we look at the steamer projections for Robbie Ray, it is projecting him to to not make any starts and just pitch out of the bullpen, which obviously the Giants didn't acquire Robbie Ray to be a reliever. Uh, but still projecting a 31.3% strikeout rate, projecting that he's kind of fixed his command issues with a 6.9% walk rate. Let's just look at the previous 3 3 seasons and and I'll tell you what I'm, you know, what I meant what I mean by those tough walk rates. So, in 2018 through 2020, he had a walk rate of 13.1%, 13.1, and then 2021 through 2023, 7.6%. So, a dramatic cut in the walks for Robbie Ray. And so that's kind of what they're banking on. He is older. I mean, he is going to be, he's 32 this year. I mean, here's the thing. We're talking about five, six, seven years for Blake Snell potentially, and he's going to be 31 this year. So let's not, you know, essentially you're signing Robbie Ray. You have Robbie Ray 32, 33, and 34. But if you give Blake Snell a five-year deal, you're getting 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. And that's a five-year deal. And I think a lot of people view that as the floor. Some people talking six, seven years. You're talking 36, 37 years old. So I don't, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over the age of Robbie Ray here. But, you know, you know, coming off Tommy John, it is a major surgery, but there is a fairly high success rate with guys coming back and just being able to pretty much get back to where they were. One of the key things is that command often suffers initially coming off of Tommy John. And so we'll see if Robbie Ray kind of reverts back to his struggling with command ways. Another reason why I just don't think you can rely on this being your big pitching addition. Like I still think Snell, Imanaga, Montgomery, throw Stroman and Marcus Stroman in the mix there's starting pitching out there and then like uh, Pavlovich said there's trade candidates out there Dylan Cease Corbin Burns I mean on and on Jesus Lazardo. there's a lot of starting pitching to be had but I think it's better to spend money instead instead of giving up prospects to acquire pitching or just to acquire anybody really if you can do it but so the Giants payroll doesn't change like their their projected payroll for this upcoming season they're only sitting at 157 million um in terms of player salaries now the luxury tax payroll is calculated differently and that number is at about 198 million and the first luxury tax threshold is 237 million so the giants sit 39 million dollars below that first luxury tax threshold roughly and so you could absolutely add like Blake Snell, uh, no problem, and still be under that first luxury tax threshold. And yeah, so I just I I would be 
unhappy with them if they kind of considered this their their move uh, for you know continuing to make free agent additions that that would be bad because also it would reinforce the notion that last year's increase in salary in payroll by about 30 million dollars maybe was fueled only by the fact that they had a windfall of 30 million dollars from MLB's sale of Bamtech to Disney and every team got 30 million dollars and so the Giants payroll went up by about 30 million dollars and so if this year it goes down by about 30 million dollars from where it was last year I mean it would reinforce the break even comments because it would mean that's about their break even point and that an extra 30 million came in and they spent it but then that 30 million wasn't there the next year and they didn't spend it so we'll see I always say this we just have to wait until the season starts to to know what their offseason is i'm not going to make assumptions now but if they don't continue to add they're not going to probably have a very good season and i would still like this trade like it doesn't take away from the trade but it would take away from their offseason certainly like to make to to try to sell this as like here's your number two starter a guy coming off tommy john no like no, you just got to you got to make more pitching additions and then Robbie Ray coming back this year being a bonus and like what does it matter if he comes back later in the year if you don't make the playoffs? Like where it really would come into play is if you get into the playoffs and you add a high-end starting pitcher in addition to Logan Webb and you have Alex Cobb coming back and then you have Robbie Ray as well. And suddenly you're just kind of sitting pretty. So we'll see. We'll just have to sit back and wait and see what they do. But to me, they should still be in play for all the top free agents that are out there. A lot of reporting you know, that teams expect the Giants to land at least one, I'm doing air quotes here, of the big Boris uh, four in um, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman. Teams expect the Giants. Like this is direct quote from Jeff Passan, most trustworthy reporter out there, that you know opposing teams expect the Giants to sign at least one of those four players, at least one. And I'm kind of in the same boat, except I kind of those Pavlovich comments made me kind of uh, a little bit uh, nervous, I would say. But we'll just have to wait and see. People are going to judge. I say. For me, I don't judge until all is said and done. And there's a deadline coming up with Imanaga, and then we'll see. We'll see what happens with Snell and the rest. But as of this trade alone in isolation, it's just it's a slam dunk, no-brainer trade for the Giants, and I like it a lot. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or next week, more about this trade I'm going to be reading, you know, all the articles and stuff that have the quotes from Farhan Zaidi so I can directly kind of pinpoint what he said instead of relying on this tweet from Pavlovich uh, to just kind of gather all of the information and much more, much more. Imanaga's deadline and mailbag questions waiting on those as well. So 
subscribe. Locked on Giants, your team every day. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Let me know your thoughts on the trade down in the comments below. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.